iPhone XS Max is a lot of things. It's a lot bigger than the XS, it's a lot more screen than the 8 Plus, and it's a lot more expensive than the XR. But in this case, does bigger always mean better? I'm Sean from Silicon Theory, and I'm going to attempt to answer that question. This is my iPhone XS review. Whether you love it or hate it, the design of the iPhone X is here to stay, and this carries on in all three of the iPhone lines Apple launched in 2018. The XS Max is the ultimate test of this design, since it's the largest of all of these flagship phones. Whatever your thoughts, the all-glass front and back of the iPhone is elegant, if not overly durable. Glass can chip, shatter, or crack, but I think most people are probably fine with the trade-off in gaining better signal reception and wireless charging. The metal rails and glass all over do make this a fairly slippery phone, so perhaps putting it in a case is a solution to more than one problem. The really big chassis is a vehicle for the really big display, and it sure is a nice one. The OLED panels that Apple uses are generally sharp, bright, and tuned extremely well, and the display in the iPhone XS Max is no exception. In fact, it might be the best of any display, simply because it's the largest. Getting a 6.5 inch panel to look this good is no small feat, and Apple and their panel supplier managed to pull it off. Viewing angles are great, and the display is easy to read in all kinds of light conditions. If you want the biggest and best screen around, you won't find many that are better than this one. The camera on the XS Max has been the subject of many tech channel reviews, and I'll spare you a rehash of what everyone else has said. Instead, I'll simply say this. It's very good, and you will be happy with the picture as it takes. Are the Pixel phones still photos better and more consistent? Probably yes, but that doesn't mean that the XS Max camera is bad by any stretch of the imagination. And in fact, for video, it may have the best camera around, period. I honestly prefer the iPhone for recording video to my Pixel, and if that's your primary use of a mobile phone, you're probably better off with one of the Apple devices. iOS is what it is at this point. But that generally means you get a fluid and fast interface with a level of responsiveness that is nearly unmatched in the Android world. Apps open and recede into the background quickly, smoothly, and the interface is simple but effective. iOS does more with less than probably any other smartphone. It boils down to personal preference mostly, and those that live in the Apple ecosystem will once again have bragging rights over their Android counterparts in terms of this phone just works. Whether that's true or not in the long term remains to be seen, but this device certainly has headroom to spare at this point. Face ID is in its second generation now, and it's faster than ever. While my personal choice is still for fingerprint authentication, no one can deny that when Face ID works, it works incredibly well. It still spat out an occasional face fail, but only very rarely in my time testing the phone. And I even tried to fool it with sunglasses, hats, the whole nine. Face ID cut through all of them to recognize me. And isn't that what we all want? Battery life has been a bright spot for me as well, 
with several days of photos, video, and web browsing barely making a dent in the large power pack of this phone. For my uses, a few hours of audio streaming, a couple hours of videos, and random texts, phone calls, emails would have this monster lasting well past a day and into the next in most cases. Everyone's usage will vary, of course, but for loads of people, the 10s Max battery life will meet their needs and then some. So, who should buy this device? Even though I have lots of good things to say about the newest iPhone, this is a tougher question to answer than you might think. There are things that aren't so good. It doesn't have a headphone jack, and you won't find a dongle in the box anymore, but you will find a puny 5 watt wall adapter, even though these phones are capable of faster charging speeds. And then there's the price. The base model with 64 gigs of storage will set you back $1,099, or around 54 bucks a month depending on your carrier, and that's a lot of money. Heaven forbid you want more storage, because a step up to 256 gigs will run you $1,249. At those prices, it's hard to argue that the latest iPhone flagship does anything several hundred dollars better than an iPhone 8 Plus or even the XR. It is a fantastic phone, and if you're independently wealthy or the kind that must have the latest and greatest, then you'll enjoy all that the iPhone XS Max brings to the table. But for everyone else, you can still get this same experience, minus a few things, in the iPhone XR, or save $100 and get the iPhone XS. I think you'd end up being a lot happier with the money you saved. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the video, please be kind and hit that like button. And for more of our content, be sure to subscribe as well as click on the bell icon to make sure you get notified when our next video hits the channel. Thanks again, and remember, we will talk tech soon.